So the title of my message tonight is Safe or Saved? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you safe or saved? Turn to your other neighbor and say, are you safe or saved? Safe or saved? What in the world am I talking about, right? You good, buddy? Um, what in the world am I talking about, safe or saved? Don't you want to know? So check this out. This is out. This is what I think. This is what I think. I think there are so many, like, like warning signs and so much stuff on safety and stuff like that. There's so many, like, danger, don't do this. Warning, don't do this. Warning, warning, warning. Um, this isn't good for you. This isn't right. This is, there's so many, there's so much concentration on don't take a risk. Never do anything that's outside of what everybody tells you to do. Don't, don't challenge anything. Don't, don't ever, right? It's just like very, like, you guys agree, right? Like, culture generation today is pretty focused on safety. You might even say that one of our nation's, like, idols, something we lift up way too high, right, is, like, safety. It's such a huge concern. Sometimes so much that you're like, God, I can't even do anything. I want, I want to go outside of safety, like, right? I challenged not being able to ride my scooter at my school when scooters first came out. Razor scooters were brand new when I was in school. They first came out, and they're like, no riding at the school. And I was like, why? And they're like, because it's not safe. And I'm like, what? You don't even know. You don't know. Nobody's ever rode on. I want to do it. So then I rode it, and I fell. I got hurt. But no, 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 it was fun. It was, it was, it was really good, but... But so somebody told me not to do that, and I, I challenged it, right? How many of you guys get told, like, not to do something every single day of your life? Right? There's so many warning signs out there. So many people tell us, just play it safe. Just take it easy. Anti this. Anti that. Warnings. And anything that's not, like, an absolute guarantee, it's seen as, like, something that's totally sketchy, Right? It's seen as something, right? That's sketchy. It's seen as something that's, like, not trusted. So don't even try it. Uh, and so much of, like, oh, gosh, so much of, like, the whole, like, wash your hands 50 times before doing anything. Don't shake hands with people, right? Like, you could get sick, right? You, you could or you could not and be totally fine, right? So much of the world is trying to avoid us. It's trying to avoid us from having any kind of contact, right? Have you guys ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like the world is just trying to get us to like push us apart when really I just want to be by people? I don't know about you guys, but I love people. You know who else loves all people, in fact? God loves everybody. He loves all people. So what am I, what am I getting at? Safe or saved? I think we need to ask ourselves. Guys, you, you, you good? You ready? Cool. Okay. Now's the time for me to talk, time for you to listen. Cool? Okay, so check this out. I think we need to ask ourselves, are we safe or are we saved? Are we living just a life where we're just playing it safe, never taking a risk? Or are we stepping out, taking a risk, listening to what God's saying, and maybe taking a risk? Check this out. This is, this is some of my notes that I wrote down about playing it safe. Playing it safe with our faith. I'm talking about with our faith, with what we believe in God. Playing it safe shrinks our faith, right? When we take it easy with our faith, when we never, never try to open the Bible, I don't read too much, that thing's too big, like, oh, I don't need to worship, I'll never raise my hands, I don't want to go to Sunday church, I'm just going to play it safe and stay home. I don't want to get a cold, right? 
Playing it safe shrinks our faith. Not taking any risks with our faith, that'll limit our faith. That'll just literally limit it, put a limit on it. Never dreaming. How many of you guys know that God wants us to dream? God gives us dreams. Did you guys know that? That's one of the ways God talks to us is through dreams. God wants us to dream with our faith, right? Never dreaming removes our future. If you can't ever dream anything than just what you have right now, you're only going to live in the present. Dreaming is good. It's from God. God wants us to dream. He wants us to set the bar real high because guess what he does? He sets it even higher. (laughs) Anything that you could even imagine, he wants to meet it and then do better than that. That's what God wants for you. He wants the absolute best. And check this out. If you never serve, you never serve your church, if you never serve your youth group, if you never serve God's house in any way, I feel like that kind of limits limits our growth as a believer. It limits you. When I started serving, when I became a youth intern for my youth pastor, I, 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 God started speaking to me so much all the time. He gave me encouraging words for people. He, he told me a lot about who I am. I learned so much when I started serving, right? This is one of God's heartbeats is serving people, serving people, serving the church, and through that way, we are serving God, yeah? Sharing our faith with no one ever is a win for the enemy. Did you know that when you don't share your faith, that's a win for the enemy? He just, he counts that as a win. He's like, sweet, he didn't share his faith today, made him a little nervous, told him to play it safe. He never talked about God, sweet. That guy's, I don't even have to worry about him. He ain't gonna share his faith, right? Like, did you know that that's like, the, did you know there's a war for our life? The enemy wants to win us. But check it out. We are God's property. We're of God. He is for us. Who could be against us, right? God wants us to share our faith. If you've seen something, say something. If God's doing something in your life, don't be afraid. Bring your Bible to school. Tell a friend, God is doing this in my life right now. I I read the sweetest verse the other day, right? This is truth, right? Never trusting God. Here's a good one. Never trusting God with our finances. Remember our tithes and offering? Never trusting God with our finances shields us from that area that God wants to bring strength into. How are you ever going to get strength and trust in God if you never allow him to come in? If you never trust him with anything? How can you... How can you trust God if you're not even giving him a chance, right? Until you trust God with your finances and put money in there and you start start sowing into what's going on here, what's going into our church, what's going on in God's kingdom. Do you guys know that? When you give during tithe and offering, that's what you're doing. That's huge. Even if it's a penny, God says, bring it in. Give cheerfully. Don't limit. Don't put a shield on all the blessings that God wants to pour into your life. We can't just play it safe, you guys. That's not what we're called to. Check it out. The Bible. Nowhere in the Bible, I dare you, to find somewhere in the Bible where God had somebody in the Bible play it safe. Leaders, do you guys know any place in the entire Bible where God said, play it safe? No. It's just a truth. God never asks 
anybody in the entire Bible to, to, to play it safe. This entire Bible is about average, normal people who, who found God, met God in a real way, and then he absolutely rocked their life, showed up, and it blessed tons of people. Tons of people. The Bible is full of risk takers. You guys ready to hear some big names that were risk takers? Yeah? Here we go. Abraham, he's the guy all the way at the beginning of the Bible in the Old Testament. Abraham, he was a risk taker. He had to leave everything he knew, and he had to leave his home. God called him to be, to be a father of nations. He didn't have any kids. He was an old dude, and he's like, I'm never going to have kids. God, I want kids. And he's like, you know what? Not only are you going to have kids, but you're going to be a father to nations. So he was a risk taker because he had to not just sit at home. He had to go, okay, God, I believe you, and he went out. He had to leave home. He had to leave everything he knew. Moses, you guys heard of Moses? Moses had to do something really intense. He had to go in front of Pharaoh, who could have killed him, wanted to kill him, right? Moses was asked by God to go in front of Pharaoh with some boldness. That's what Moses, that was one of the, one of the um, risks that Moses did. He obeyed God. Esther, there's a book called Esther in the Old Testament, Esther put her life on the line just to talk to a king for a good reason. Esther put her entire life on the line. She listened to God. She responded and she said, I'm going to do it. Even though I might get sentenced to jail or something like that, Esther listened. She responded to God. Something amazing happened. David, you guys know David? Yeah? David took on a giant, right? It's pretty gnarly. That's a huge risk. <laughs> David was said to be like 9, 11 foot tall. Sorry. <laughs> Goliath was said to be 9, I was testing you guys, 9 or 11 feet tall. Like this guy's huge, right? He, so gnarly. And David just takes him down like that out of his faith, right? Takes him down. David was a huge risk taker. Another guy, Joshua, had to cross a big giant river. That was intense. Peter had to get out of a boat to go after Jesus. He had to step out of a boat and onto water and then walk on it to Jesus. That's a huge risk. Peter was intense. That was amazing. And then finally, another, the biggest risk taker of all time. Jesus had to go to the cross for us. That was a part of his rescue mission coming to earth. Jesus was a risk taker. It's a risk taker. No part of being a disciple and following Jesus was safe. Actually, none of it. It was all really intense. It was a lot more crazy than it is even now. I mean, there are some parts of the world where being a Christian and believing in God, you can be persecuted for it in a real serious way. But back then, it was brand new. Jesus hadn't even gone to the cross yet, and they were talking about how good God is. It was huge. He was asking them to go into areas where that was not allowed, where religious people, Pharisees and stuff like that, could have had them all killed. They were all risk takers. No part of being following Jesus was, was safe. In fact, it was risky, and that's what God called them to. He called them to step out of the normal, to quit living for themselves in the world, and to follow God and just listen to him and trust that he's going to take care of them. So I want to share a quick testimony with you. It's, only real, it's real short. Testimony is a story, something that God did, right? 
So I'm going to use my own life, a time where I step outside of what I knew and I listened to God. I was about, oh man, I can't remember. How old was I, Valerie? <laughs> can't remember. I was working as an EMT in a hospital making really good money in an ER, working really crazy hours. I just got married to Valerie, and um, but it was a really high-paying job. I hardly ever saw her, but I was making really good money, and it was pretty sweet to have good flow coming in. We moved into a house. Everything was going really great, but since I was young, I've always known that I had a call in my life to do what I'm doing right now, to be a youth pastor, to be with you guys, to share the gospel with young people, just to help your generation. And I knew that was a call in my life. So no matter how much I poured into my career, I knew that I was called to be a youth pastor. So I prayed about it. I asked my pastor, talked with my wife about it, of course. And I said, I feel like I am supposed to leave my job and just quit and go to youth ministry school full-time. It was a huge risk. It was like a bunch of money, no money. A bunch of money, safe, playing it safe. No money, unknown, have no idea what's going to happen. Just trust God for it. So I asked my pastor, and he goes, yep. He gave me a thing called affirmation. He prayed about it, and he goes, yeah, I'm feeling peace about it. Yes, that is what you are supposed to do. Do it. Trust God. So I said, God, I'm going to trust you. Went in, turned in my two weeks notice, and everybody was like, what? I'd been an EMT at that point for like eight, nine years. Everybody in the entire county knew me. Fire departments, ambulances, I knew all of them. They were all great friends and colleagues of mine. And I passed, I gave up my job and I said, I'm going to youth ministry school. <laughs> the youth of today, I want, I want them to hear the gospel message and I want to, I want to, I want to know them. I want them to know my God. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore and I quit. Two weeks and I was done. I was starting school full time. <laughs> no money. We had to move. There were there were different things that had some changes. We had to move into an apartment. We went from a house to an apartment. Some things changed. And it took me two years to do youth ministry school to get some good solid education in what I'm doing right now, right? But let me tell you this: the entire time. God not only blessed me and took care of me and my wife, but He he poured so many blessings into my life. I feel like before when I was just working in the ER and all that, stuff like that, I feel like my life was in black and white, right? And then I feel like once I responded and I said, okay, God, you want me to do this? I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do it. I don't know what it looks like, God, but I'm just going to, I'm going to follow you. I trust you. And I trusted him literally with like my life. He showed up in such a huge way. It's like my life was then, now, living in color. It's like I was alive. I'm serious, and I've felt like that ever since, and that's just the truth. If you respond to God's call, that's when authentic faith happens, when we listen to what God calls us to, and we respond to it, actually do it. That's when authentic faith is going to happen. That's when, that's when it's going to get real for you. That's just something that God did in my life. Um, I wasn't going to read a verse, but I'd rather just close with this. You guys good? Yeah? <clears throat> There's so many warnings out there, right? We all probably see warnings every day. You probably, <laughs> at this point, right, we're just so conditioned to seeing, like, warnings, like, don't do this, don't do that, all these things telling us not to take risks, not to challenge anything, not to see, not to bring your Bible to school, 
Don't, don't see what this says when somebody says that you are not going to get into college or that you're not going to make that sport team or you're never going to get that job or you're, you're never going to find somebody to marry, or, right? That's what playing it safe looks like. But bringing God into it and saying, wait a second, I get my identity from God. Wait a second, God calls me, God calls me an overcomer. God calls me his adopted son or daughter. If he is for me, who can be against me? Somebody say amen. Warnings are because somebody has done that. Right? Every single warning you see is because somebody's done it, and then they put a, a warning on it. Don't do it. Somebody's done this. So let me give you three warnings. If you listen to what God is saying and you respond to him and you actually act on that, here's, here's some warnings for you. Ready? Here's the first one. I guarantee you, your life will change. Guaranteed. Your life is going to change. Mine did. If you respond to God, first thing that's going to happen, life is going to change. Guarantee you it'll be for the better. <laughs> Number two, this is a big one. Satan, the enemy, will attack you. Guaranteed. You will, right? You're going from playing it safe, never talking about your faith, never sharing your faith, never exploring your faith, never going further, never entering into a further relationship with God, right? You're going to go from that to like, no, I'm stepping out. I'm bringing my Bible to school. You know what? Even more, I'm going to start a small, I'm going to start a small little Bible study at my, my, um, at lunch or whatever it looks like. I'm just going to open the Bible more. I'm going to seek God more. Right when you do that, that's when the enemy is going to attack you because he wants to stop you from doing that. I guarantee you the enemy will attack you. But you've got so many people that are for you that want to help you and cover you in prayer. And we already do pray for you guys. We love to pray for you guys more. There's so many people around you. Guess what? When you say, when the name of Jesus, this is what the Bible says, when the name of Jesus is, when I say the name of Jesus, everybody, heaven and hell, has to take a bow. So when you declare Jesus over something, you guys, Know that even Satan takes a bow to that. Even Satan takes a bow to Jesus' name. So next time you have something difficult in your life where you don't think it's going to happen, declare the name of Jesus over it and watch the enemy take a bow. And when he tries to attack you, <laughs> speak Jesus. Speak the word back at him, right? Here's the last thing. God's kingdom. God's body, right? God's kingdom. We are all his sons and daughters, his kingdom will grow because of your choice. Guaranteed, your life will change, the enemy will attack you, and God's kingdom will grow if you listen to him and respond to him. Guaranteed. Those are some warnings for you because I've been there and I've done that. Yeah? And I'm going to continue to listen to him for the rest of my entire life, every single day. How many of you guys know that God is speaking every single day to us? Are you guys listening? Are you safe or are you saved? God wants you to live a life being saved. He sent his son for us so that we may live a saved life, may live an abundant life, not a boring life. Don't just play it easy. God wants us to take some risks. I believe that God wants everybody in this room to take some risks. So ask him, pray to him tonight. 
Say, God, what area of my life do you want me to take a risk in? What, what does that look like for me? And just be patient. Listen. See what he tells you. Ask one of your leaders for, for an encouraging word. Ask one of your leaders for a prophetic word before you leave, a word from God, an inspired word from God. Ask one of us. We'd love to help you guys with that. Cool? Is it cool if I pray and then we go and hang out with some leaders for 15 minutes? Yeah? Awesome. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you so much for tonight, Father. Thank you for coming into this room, Father. Thank you for ministering, God, to our hearts, God, in such a real way, Lord. Um, thank you so much for sending your son for us so that we may live a saved life, God, so that we can live out of the abundant life that you call us to, Father. I just ask for uh, fresh uh, power and, and fire for every single person in this room in Jesus' name. God, to be bold to share their faith, uh, to, to not only want to bring their Bible, but just want to show up and bring their faith every day. They want to they bring you to school every day. God, they, I pray that every single person starts thinking about you first before playing it safe or anything else, God. May we put you first, Lord. And when we do that, amazing things happen, God. So I just ask that you come in, change people's lives, God. Change our lives. Wreck our lives, God, for you, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.